your host james and as always i'm here to bring you guys more of the greatness so let's do that thing and jump right into it so uh you know i want to get started right away i'm super excited about a lot of the stuff that i've been uh experiencing in these uh past couple of weeks and the first thing i want to talk about you know the elephant in the room is the nintendo oled which was announced last week uh, Nintendo's new offering as far as their uh, flagship system and it's not what people expected definitely not what I expected um, I think you know most people figured that if Nintendo was going to offer a different system that it would be something on the line of you know their uh, often mentioned pro system you know people want that pro system you know they wanted that uh higher resolution and those better specs and they wanted it to be you know somewhat comparable to the current generation which you can't put all that in a handheld so why are we asking but you know i i understood you know the uh the concern and and the want and the need for a better nintendo switch because nintendo switch is still selling like gangbusters it's not going to slow down but you know it would have been you know, at least in my opinion, more beneficial had they uh, taken that step to give us a uh, a more robust system. I would have paid, you know, extra 150 bucks for it, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, they just uh, announced that they're going to be releasing a new system in October. Um, it's basically the same exact system, just going to look a little brighter and a little prettier. And that's pretty much what uh, what message is conveyed in their advertisement you know the guy picks it up and he's just got this gleam in his eyes like you know <laughs> all these colors are just hitting him at once and he he's like two steps away from uh having a brain aneurysm or something like it, it's it's kind of funny but um yeah they got a new color scheme for their for their uh switch oled uh it's uh black and white looks like uh the 102nd or third dalmatian uh but people say that they like that color. So, you know, I'm I'm for it. Um, you know, it is what it is. I don't know too much about the difference with the dock. Um, I didn't get too deep into watching. I only watched bits and pieces of their reveal trailer, um, mostly just to see if the form of the uh, system had changed much. And it really didn't. I mean, you know, not as much as their, uh, their light version, you know, like that was... Uh, a completely different system in in respect of what they were going for you know to have it undocked and you know more versatile and more ready to go as opposed to the, the regular switch um not meaning that the regular switch is a bad system in itself because i actually opted to not get the light as well but yeah i mean they they come out with another version with a better screen and you know it's just it's got people kind of with mixed emotions you know there are a lot of people saying that they will grab it um but there's more people that i've spoken with who said absolutely not you know like absolutely not and i think the reason that it's such a polar reaction is because at this stage it will be 
next to pointless for them to release another system after this. It will be pointless because nobody wants to think about Nintendo remaining locked into, you know, this generation of their system. That at this point, it's about time to move into their next system. Um so we'll see what happens. And I and I think I, I think that's the safer bet for people who are looking for a more robust Nintendo experience. I think that all of that is going to be satiated in whatever they decide to announce for their next system. Which, you know, not to put too much speculation out there, I'll do a whole episode on that in the future. Um, but I, I honestly think that uh Nintendo's going to um you know, they're going to break off of what was a well-devised plan, which, you know, was putting their handheld and their console into one, you know, market and basically, you know, still sell like gangbusters. Um, and I think that I think that now that that kind of experiment is done, I think they're going to go back to, you know, the entertainment system and, and having an actual system to sit at home and enjoy and they're going to get back to the game boy i think it i think it would be smart for them to do that i honestly do i mean uh, you know to me uh those are two entities that i've grown up with there are two entities that i enjoyed i enjoy the switch as well but i'd be more hyped up you know to hear about a new home system that I can come home to and play and have a very robust experience and then have my little handheld that I can just do, you know, the awesome things that I like to do with the handheld on the go. But, you know, for now we got the Nintendo OLED releases in October and, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, we'll see how they, I'm, I'm thinking that for sure they're going to put out some bundles to incentivize people to, purchase it i i think it's like a definite no-brainer that um that metroid dread is going to come out on that system with with the system in a, in a bundle I, th I think i think they i think they would be absolutely nuts to like not release that as a bundle because i believe both are going to be releasing around the same time so they should definitely consider that and that that was one of the showcase game i think that was the only showcase game that they had um <clears throat> in the trailer for for the system so you know, just kind of hyping people up and getting them ready. So we'll see what happens. Um, you know, as far as my gaming, you know, I still to this day have not been able to grab myself a PS5 or a Series X. It's just, you know, it's been it's been frustrating, but that's the life of Los Angeles people. So congested, so populated and so not stocked at target or walmart or anywhere else in between and you know i've always been one of those people that it's been so hard for me to wait for things like in the mail and whatever and i know like the logic that people are probably going to be using is well you're already waiting this long just you know by happenstance you might as well just order it and just you know set it and forget it and yeah there's some logic to that um but i you know i just i don't know like i, I just i really just miss that feeling of like going into an actual brick and mortar store and paying for something that I desire to have, you know, not need, just have it, you know, like there has been times where I've bought systems just on happenstance that they were either available 
or they were on sale, you know, or, you know, it was a part of hype and I just happened to run up on the last three and I'm going to take one of them, you know. But we've gotten into such a culture where, you know, it's just all about these scalpers and all this other stuff. And it's just it's such a weird culture when it comes to consoles. Like, I don't even invest in the hype of that. You know, it's like, look, when you guys get them and they're in my actual stores, because I'm not going to be driving around the corner for them, going to different states or nothing like that. It's not that serious. The minute I get the target at my (laughs) in my neighborhood to have them, I'll be good. But in the meantime, like I'm still trying to get my gaming on, you know, and, um, you know, I felt like what better way to do that than to invest in uh, some of the services that are going on. And I know that you guys know that I'm I've been invested in Google Stadia and I know some of you are probably like, that's not even really a service. But, you know, it's it's been it's been sufficient, you know, it's where it's where I played cyberpunk 2077 uh and 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 completed the game it's where i played resident evil 8 uh it's where i continue to play a lot of the pro games that are offered you know they're free weekends they they just recently had borderlands 3 um you know free on the weekend they they just had judgment on sale for 10 bucks mortal kombat 11 for 15 you know like you know they, they they do some pretty interesting things i think the only thing that really gets me lost on stadia is the fact that I, I I feel like I'm expected to react about their new releases, quote unquote, their new releases, which are games that have been out for over six to eight months elsewhere. And I'm I'm expected to be excited because they are on that platform. And also I'm, I'm supposed to supposedly pay full price to experience that game again which i which i honestly don't even feel like that that is a a factor to me like there are some games that i have played you know on ps4 years ago and they are just now making their way over to stadia and it's like there's no possible way i'm gonna pay 60 bucks for this same exact game that even if i didn't beat the game on ps4 it doesn't justify the cost you know, that's why, like, I've always been an advocate of, you know, them having their service, but do it at a subsidized cost to what experiences they are offering, because it just doesn't make sense. Like, and I lo- I look at a lot of people uh, through social media, and uh, it's a little humorous, you know, when they say, oh, my gosh, you know, um, Jedi the Fallen Order just came out on Google Stadia. This is so great. What a time to be a gamer. It's like, yeah, that game was out like for months already. And most gamers have already beaten it. And they're going to make you pay $60 for it. Like not in this lifetime. So um, what I've done in response to that is I've broadened my perspective. So, you know, I'd hear a lot about the xbox game pass right and it's funny because my reaction with game pass is pretty much the reaction that i hear most people say about stadia like oh it's just not worth it uh you know how can you justify the cost of it and you know i i like this this is my own personal reactions but i'll be the first to tell you investing the last few weeks into game pass has probably been one of the best experiences 
that I have had as a gamer who aspires to join the next generation of gamers or the next generation of what games are offering. And I'm just basically coasting on this wave until I have the means to do so. And, I, and I'm telling you, there's no other place to do it. And I think that's super awesome. Like I remember, you know, my day one, I actually went out and bought a tablet um, and it was more for functionality and work and stuff like that. But I said, hey, while I have it and I'm, you know, obviously like whenever I go out and buy computers, I usually buy them beefed up a level beyond what I plan to use it for because I'm always, you know, because I want to compensate for what I don't expect. So, you know, I try to make sure that there's a good processor in there. There's enough memory in there, enough RAM, enough everything. And, uh, yeah, you know, like I, I get this machine and the first thing that was offered to me on the machine was Xbox game pass. So went ahead and, you know, got that all set up and here I am playing a game that people were talking about online in, uh, in dark, dark Alliance. And I'm like, wow, like this game just came out a couple of weeks ago and I'm able to play it now. And not only that, like, you know, when I start thumbing through a lot of the games that, you know, they have on offer, I'm like, this is insane. You know, you got games like uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon that I that I had no opportunity to play because, you know, I kind of packed up my PS4. I don't play that anymore. You know, I'm more on the handheld now. And it, it it's harder for me to justify paying for games for a last-gen system. So I haven't been so inclined to go out and buy things that are readily available for me because I'm trying to just have the experience on a new generation system and spend my money there. But until then, it's just kind of like, eh. Um, but yeah, like Outriders, I finally got to play a little bit of that. Um you know, there, there's a lot. And, and I was just surprised at how many high quality games were available for me to play for a fee. Just ready, just ready right there. And I, you know, like I, I the first thing obviously I did was I, I tried to compare it to the experiences that I'm that I've had with uh, Google Stadia, and while I have bought more day one uh, releases from Stadia, but that's only only with the caveat that I've had Stadia for longer, because who's to know what my experience will be with uh, Game Pass in the next you know eight months to a year? Who's to know? Because one thing that I've always been cognizant about is that, you know, Microsoft will hold press conferences and, you know, they'll talk about the games that are coming out and they're releasing. And one of the things that they say all the time during their conferences is this game is going to be a day one Game Pass game. And people are roaring in the crowd. And it's like, and and again, I didn't get it at first. I didn't understand it. I was like, okay, so what does that even mean? Now I know. And it is awesome. It is absolutely fantastic. I, right now, I'm on a, like, they're so gracious too. They gave me three months. So three months, I get to just sit here and really chill with this, with this uh, service 
and basically take advantage of the benefit of having this type of subscription. And it's really a no brainer. Like by the time the three months are done, I'm going to invest for sure um, because the payoff is so much worth it. What you spend, you know, for the subscription is beyond worth it compared, you know, when comparing what they're offering you versus every other service out there, you know, uh, that, you know, they, that, that gives you an online experience. And, and that couples to my next point, which is the Xbox cloud gaming service, which still is in their beta phase. And I appreciate that because, you know, you, you, you have, you have all of your other streaming services, right? Um, you got NVIDIA. I know they have one out. You have Amazon Luna. They have theirs out. You have Ubisoft plus, but they kind of have become a subsidiary to some of the bigger ones. Um, you have, you know, uh, Google Stadia. And in all in all of what these other, you know, these other services are doing, it's all well and fine. But I just, I don't feel as justified in the cost for what I have gotten from any one of those other services. Like, to be honest, I haven't even invested anything in NVIDIA. I just, you know, downloaded it once, played it once. It was whatever it was. Same thing with PlayStation Now. You know, like, it was fun to play games that I have played before. But it's night and day when you consider that, you know, Microsoft is allowing you to play games that are, like, literally released on the day that, you know, you expected it to be there. And you're playing alongside people who may have just gone out and paid 60 bucks for it, you know, and, and I just I just feel the incentive there. And 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 outside of that, the cloud service, it's, you know, again, it's in beta, but it's 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 still a justified experience. Now, the one thing that I that I that I did notice, well, I don't know, I'm not too sure because I really didn't look too deep into it, but it did look like there was um I wouldn't call it a discrepancy, but it looked like there were less games that were offered through the cloud service than there was through the Game Pass service. I think through the Game Pass service, there was more on hand to download and play and, you know, do, you know, do that thing. But through the through the uh, streaming part of it, I think they had a little less there. But what they had there was still fun, still available, still great. And I played a lot of the, uh, like I said, I played a lot of the Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. I was really excited to jump into that. Heard a lot about that game um, from a lot of people. Another divisive kind of game. Some people saying they're having a great experience. A lot of people saying that, that you know, it's, it's just so-so. I had a little fun. You know, I, it wasn't it wasn't a bad game. It wasn't a bad game at all. It's not, it, you know, like I, I didn't go into the game and feel like they weren't offering me you know some something in there like like everything that i got i was like okay this is this is cool you know this this you know this this is definitely passing for a you know and i I, when i say mindless action game i'm not being disrespectful i mean it's just like sometimes you just want to play something where you're just pushing a few 
different buttons. There's nothing really complicated to remember or, you know, nothing like that. It's it's kind of loot based and you get better gear and, you know, it is what it is. And, and it's it, it's fun. It's a it's a fun game. Um, I you know, I will readily admit that I did get to a point where I got I I got to, I got to an opposition. I got to some not, not really a boss or anything, but it was a really uh, big and opposing uh, uh, monster. And the minute he wiped me, I was like, okay, let me go play something else. And it's really funny because all of what's offered on Game Pass, and I've been spending most of my time playing Darkest Dungeon, which, again, I already have on several other systems. But, man, if if that game doesn't call to me. Um, one game that I have been wanting to check out, but, again, this kind of goes into the not having a next-gen system, is uh, Scarlet Nexus. Um, I've been seeing a lot of people talk about how awesome that game is, and I've been watching a bit, um, you know, some gameplay online. Definitely the graphics are, you know, you always want to look for that jump, right? You want to look for that one thing that just, like, really defines the transition from one uh, generation to another, and that is one of those games where it's like, yo, this is, this is definitely speaking in the volume of a new experience and i will be hyped and excited to grab that game once i get my hands on a new system uh be it if it's a series x or it's a ps5 i don't i don't think that game's exclusive to any one system i could be wrong um but yeah it, it looks like a very fun game and i'm super hyped to play that and 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 again going back to some of my other episodes one of the things i always said is uh you know, when I buy a new system, I got to have at least five games that I want to play. And I'm literally up to that that threshold. So I'm really excited to get a new system. I hope that I can get one before the summer is over. Um, but I'm not holding my breath. So, yeah. It's, and Scarlet Nexus will probably be on sale by the time I get one. So there's that. But uh, short of playing video games, I've also been watching a lot of tv shows and movies and not not really tv shows i don't really watch tv um do a lot of youtube <clears throat> um but i also been watching some loki episodes um look <laughs> man these these loki episodes in my opinion this is just my opinion i don't feel they've been very consistent um i feel like with wandavision there was a lot of expectation and uh you know, they really had to just hit on all cylinders. Um, I've heard people say that Falcon and Winter Soldier wasn't as coherent of an experience. I beg to differ. I think it was really good. Um, but I don't know. Loki just seems a bit fragmented to me as far as from episode to episode. But I will say that these last two episodes have actually been pretty freaking good. Um this last episode which i've watched uh yesterday was fantastic and i just really enjoyed what they went for uh in this episode i'm not gonna talk about plot and stuff like that because i want people to kind of go out have the experience for themselves i believe the episode i'm talking about is episode five um so if you already seen it and you know you're like yay you know um but yeah i mean it's 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 getting there so I hope that by the time the uh, the uh, series closes on their season, 
that I do have some sense of connectivity. Um, but it is a bit daunting to think that I'm only really invested with two out of the five episodes that they have offered. And that I only think that the last two are coherent in comparison with the first three. So we'll, 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 we'll see what happens. We'll see. Um, it was really good. I, I, I really enjoyed uh, their latest episode and I really love Owen Wilson. I think he's a fantastic actor and it's good to see him in the MCU, you know, um, you know, not a groundbreaking, you know, role, but it's a, it's a great role for him nonetheless. And I really love when superstars really step outside their box and, you know, make an effort to, you know, do roles that really aren't, I, I don't know, like, like they could have found somebody on Hollywood Boulevard to do that same role and they would have probably been a little bit better. But I think I just liked his character more because it was him. It was just him. And that, you know, that says a lot about his professionalism and, and his impact on the show for me. So, uh, yeah, there's there's that. So I'm looking forward to the next episode. We'll see what what happens. Um, what I'm not looking forward to, um, or at least I'm not expecting to look forward to it. We'll see how the hype goes when Black Widow releases on Disney Premium or their or their premium access. That's what they call it. Access. Um, it's also going to be in theaters, so let's not skip around like that and say, you know, that it's exclusive to to one experience or another. Um, but yeah, the the big divisive thing with uh, Disney Plus is this uh, premium access thing that they got going on. And I mean, I know they've done it in the past with a few other offerings, but the last time that they did it where it kind of got a negative reaction was with uh, Cruella. And I reacted the same exact way as most people. I'm not paying 30 bucks to watch, you know, an anti-hero biopic. Like, I'm, it's not going to happen. Um, and I love Scarlett Johansson. But, you know, my, my thought on the Black Widow film is that this should have been one of the first Marvel films. Or somewhere in the middle. Like, this should this should have came out around winter soldier like to be honest it should have came out around winter soldier and i i, I mean it, it's it's going to be so weird trying to invest in a black widow story that's obviously going to be telling something from the past as opposed to the future um and i, I don't know how i'm going to feel about it i mean i i'm am i going to go see it yes am i paying the 30 something dollars for it on disney no absolutely not so i don't know how they justify that um i think they need to find a better way to incentivize people to you know invest in movies that are coming out same day like i think they need to do what hbo uh hbo max does hbo max says look yo day and date we, we got it right here same as the theater but it's only here for a limited time you know they've done it for the last four or five movies uh, like that you know they did it with mortal Kombat. they did it with king uh kong versus godzilla um they just did it with uh the new conjuring film like they they constantly do it 
And it, it, it does incentivize you to say like, yo, I'm paying this monthly fee. So at the very least, I need to make sure that I watch Mortal Kombat at least four times so that I don't feel like I have to go to the theater to watch it again. Um, but that can also go the opposite way. Sometimes you can watch something, you know, in a streaming experience and you might turn around and say, I think this deserves to be seen on a big screen. Um, I don't feel either way about Black Widow in that respect. It's like I could see it on stream if it wasn't 30 something dollars or i could just go and catch a matinee and just you know sit amongst the people and have the experience somewhere else and the only thing is is that i feel like if i make the effort to get out of my house and go do that then i'm going to regret the fact that i even left my house and i just don't want to do that like i'd much rather have the disappointment hit me because i don't think it's going to be a good film i honestly don't i don't think it's going to be a good film i think it's going to be an interesting film but i don't think it's going to be uh necessarily good you know i don't like and it's so funny because i've actually been hearing these radio broadcasts and you know critics are saying the best marvel film ever like whoa like that's a lot like that's a lot like you're literally putting that like who's having that conversation top five marvel films black widow endgame I'm going to go ahead and give, you know, like, no, it's not happening like that. I don't think, I don't even think Black Widow would make a top five. Yeah, not, not, no, no. And you got all this other stuff coming out, like Shang-Chi. Man, man, I'm so invested in that. I feel like, I feel like the newest trailer did that, did that so much justice because they, they, they were able to define more about, the actual title of the film so that you didn't feel so lost on what things meant so it was like okay obviously you're introducing a new character to me what the hell are these 10 rings now i see what these 10 rings are i'm super invested so yeah but i'm not excited for black widow i'm not and i I don't think it's gonna flop i think it's gonna be good i'm just not gonna pay for it at least not extra um (laughs) but uh in going into something else that that's kind of a conundrum to me uh ubisoft uh going back into video games ubisoft has announced that they're working on an assassin's creed game that is going to be uh majority online so i'm assuming that they're making a mmo but it might be a hybrid of sorts might not be a full-on uh mmo uh but they have it i guess the working title is assassin's creed infinity um which and 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 i guess the uh the pitch is that it's going to take places in you know a multitude of historical locations and i mean that that sounds all well and good that does um whether i am on board for an online assassin's creed experience i i don't necessarily know well yes i do i i'm not <laughs> like like this is be honest assassin's creed is just one of those games that you just don't need to play with other people you just don't i mean you know the point of it is to just be this lethal assassin which i which honestly i feel like they've walked miles away from uh in in response to you know their inception versus what we play now you know like now 
<clears throat> I think that they are very good and very refined in, in, in giving us games that are basically just uh, historical context, you know, action games with very little to do about assassination i mean yes you can you can assassinate people but it doesn't have that same feel that like the first two or three games had because i really remember the first two and i remember them saying like oh the first one's gonna be in jerusalem and it's gonna be this and that and i'm like yo i'm all for it like if you're like if you're trying to teach me history like and i like the historical context but i think they i think with like the last three games short of odyssey because that's my favorite one well odyssey and syndicate are my favorites those are my absolute favorites i like syndicate because i like that time period i like the victorian era like that's my all-time favorite era in in world history that's like the best um and odyssey i like i've always loved greek mythology and in liking greek mythology it is making me appreciate greek history so there's a lot of that but you know like you look at all these games that they've been doing uh recently and it's just they're, they're just they're just action games man and i mean even odyssey i mean it's just a big old action game um but i don't i don't really know how i feel about you know this infinity game that they're supposedly going to be doing i mean i guess it's going to be interesting i mean am i gonna am i gonna invest in it probably not um you know i didn't invest in valhalla and that was purely off the basis that I just don't have an invested interest in um, in Viking lore, you know, or mythology or anything of that sort. Like none of that really appeals to me in any way, shape or form. So I think it's going to depend greatly on what we are offered within the game, um, how much they are depending on me as a gamer to invest my time into the online portion or if i could just ignore it completely because if i could just ignore it completely then i may be more inclined to play um because again i just don't think that assassin's creed is one of those games that needs to be played with people but i'm pretty sure other people feel differently so um one of the other stories that's been buzzing around is uh nether realm studios put out a less than cryptic message basically saying like hey last two years we've been putting all our blood sweat and tears into the support of mortal Kombat 11 and we appreciate your support and we're ready to move on to our next game and you know not every not every studio really has to make that effort in order to announce their you know their new endeavors or whatever their aspirations are as far as their next game that they want to invest their time in but they clearly and apparently feel like that is a necessity and what that does is that that just drums up the interest what the heck could their next game be um i don't think it's going to be anything different than a fighting game i feel like that's you know that is their uh bread and butter it is what they know it is what they do they do it very well um there were now here's here's my speculation i think the safe bet is for them to make an injustice 3 and it's what i've seen people clamoring for once they once they saw that tweet online they were like please let it be injustice 3 <laughs> um but 
here's 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 something that I'm more invested in as a speculation. I wonder if they'll do a Marvel game. Do a Marvel fighting game. Or one better, what I've also seen online is as a as a speculation or, or what could happen that would just blow the roof off. You do a you 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 do a Marvel versus DC proper. Oh my goodness, that'll be the biggest selling NetherRealm Studio game next to Mortal Kombat 11. It will completely sell like gangbusters. And and I and I don't I don't think that there's any studio or anyone else who has the cachet or the resume to make that type of deal. I feel like I feel like NetherRealm Studios is completely capable of making that deal and giving the confidence to Marvel Studios and DC to say, hey, we just need 12 of your characters. We need 12 of your characters. This is what the scenario is going to be. You don't have to pay for much. They don't have to pay for much. We just want to give it to the people. I... I wouldn't I would not be against that 110%. I would be all in for it. Man, if they did a Kickstarter for it, I'd be one in line to invest. Like yes, please. It has been a long time coming and I mean, we you know, we've had it in the comics, you know, let's not, you know, we won't have to play like, you know, the characters haven't met and and uh battled it out, but it will be some good stuff. If they did a 24 fighter, you know, with six DLC characters and just had a huge roster. Uh, I mean, can you imagine the speculation of revealed characters up to the point of releasing the game? Like, you know, you'd you'd have your obvious people in there, you know, your Supermans, your Batmans your Wolverines, your Captain Americas. But it's the it's those little it's those little things like a John Constantine or a Prince Namor that would just blow the roof off for me as a gamer, you know, like if they decided that this was what they were going to make. How likely is it? Probably less likely than an Injustice 3. It's definitely not a Mortal Kombat 12. You know, they've learned their lesson on jumping back into the same boat. You know, I think they're going to let that kind of, you know, simmer down a little bit for a few years. And then they will make their next generation Mortal Kombat reveal probably in the next, I'd say, three to five years. I give them three to five years and they'll be on their next Mortal Kombat. But before that, I think I think we definitely deserve a game as big as an Injustice 3 or a Marvel versus DC. I, I'm here for it. But what do you think? I mean, there's a lot we talked about. Uh, you guys interested in that Nintendo OLED? Are you playing any of the uh, cloud services? Or how do you feel about Microsoft Game Pass? Any of you playing uh, Scarlet Nexus or Dungeon and Dra- Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance? Uh, what do you guys think about Loki? Uh, you guys have uh, Disney Plus. You guys watching any of that? Are you guys uh, opted to pay for Black Widow 
um, on Disney Premium or or their Disney Access? You guys think that that's something that you'd invest in? Um, how do you feel about the Assassin's Creed Infinity announcement? Um, and what do you think the next NetherRealm game is going to be? I'd love to hear you guys' comments. As always, you know, you guys hit me up on Twitter and I really appreciate that. Um, but yeah, you know, if you guys want to talk about it, you guys can always hit me up. Uh, my Twitter handles more M O O R E T a podcast. And I am always there to talk about anything, pop culture and video games. So with that being said, guys, you guys are always awesome. I really appreciate you guys coming around, giving it a listen. And I look forward to the next episode, which I'm working hard at because whenever I take two weeks off, I got to do double the work to catch up and make you guys feel awesome. Just as I want to feel awesome giving this content to you. So with that being said, you guys already know the drill. Do me the favor. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I will see you next time. Bye, guys. Thank you.